This is the podcast by the Straits Times. All right, welcome to Sport on here on Money FM 89.3. I'm Bernard Lim and with me are my colleagues from the ST uh, Sports Desk. Uh, two ladies in the house today, Assistant Sports Editor uh, Lo Lin Fung and Sports Editor uh, Lee Yulin, whose podcast is called Game of uh, Two Halves. Hi everybody, welcome to the show station. Yes, hi Ben. The Hayes uh, dominated the headlines and uh, chatter last week. Even with the highlight of the Singapore sports calendar, the, the Singapore uh, Grand Prix not spared as well. But sports events went on and the Singapore GP even drew its second highest attendance ever. 268,000 uh, attended the event over the three days. So today in the first half of this show, we're going to talk about the Singapore Grand Prix and whether this show should go on. And in the second half, the focus will be on the impact of the haze on Singapore's athletes and uh, local sports events such as a Straits Times run. Okay, let's kick off with Formula One. La- last week it was announced that SIA has renewed its uh, title sponsorship of the Singapore Grand Prix for another two years till 2021, which is also the final year of Singapore's contract with the sports organisers. Now, Lim Fong, the, the ST Sports Desk covered the Grand Prix last week. Uh, what for you were, were the highlights of the, of the three days? Yeah, I think it was definitely the race itself. You know, amongst some of the sports reporters, you know, we have a joke that your race report is written right after the first lap, you know, first three turns in the first lap, because whoever's <laughs> okay. in the lead is going to win this race. Right. But that didn't happen this year. Yeah. So Sebastian Vettel from Ferrari surprised everyone by winning the race. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was a bit lucky because his teammate Charles Lecker was in pole position, but, you know, something happened in a pit stop. So he was a bit lucky there, but he held on in, to win. Mm-hmm. First in 392 days. So for Ferrari fans and Vettel fans especially, were obviously very happy. Mm-hmm. So this was after his 2018 Belgian Grand Prix so it's been a long while for him mm-hmm. so going for Ferrari fans I think um, I mean who haven't had much to cheer about <laughs> because Mercedes won the last three and for neutral fans I think you just really want to see someone else win the race besides yeah. Mercedes so yeah. it's a good one for, I think for everyone I agree I mean, it, was, it was really good to see a new, a new winner obviously but Leclerc was a little bit un, unhappy with the result with the strategy of the team any, any thoughts about that? About I, during think, the- I think that's um, that's quite standard for Ferrari so I've been Ferrari fan for a while. Ferrari have very clearly designated a hierarchy of drivers. They have a number one driver and they have a number two driver. Number one is Vettel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you look at their practice over the years, whether it was Schumacher, Kimi Raikkonen, they have always supported their number one driver. Number one driver always comes first. Mm-hmm. So while I feel for Leclerc and actually Personally, I'm quite excited at his uh, blossoming in the sport and all that. I felt that he should have kind of known better. This is the team you signed up to. You should know that this has been a long-standing practice with Ferrari. Thank you very much for that that input there, uh, Yulin. Okay, uh, coming back to you, uh, Le Fong, should Singapore continue hosting an F1 race? I think the number of fans who turned up uh, over the three days really did answer that question. You know, 268,000, second highest since the inaugural race in 2008. Mm-hmm. So that shows that it's still popular. I think the concerts had something to do with that as well. I would think so. Yeah, so it yeah. happens every year. So it was a good lineup as well. That's why a lot of people turned up. The negotiations between Singapore and the owners, Liberty Media, are supposed to start uh, next year. So Ji Hong Tat, Mr. Minister of State for Trade and Industry and Education, no, he said recently that we will continue 
continue to hold series if the price is right mm-hmm. and if there's a net positive in terms of benefits to Singapore. Mm-hmm. So it's about the money, obviously, the, the how much it costs to host the event. Right. But I mean, we should also look at the numbers in the 11 F1 races. Um, you know, in the last the last few editions uh, since 2008 have run about 1.4 billion in tourism receipts mm-hmm. and 490,000 unique international visitors. Wow. So these are numbers that you don't get from other sports events. We had WTA, right. we had, you know, rugby, HSBC, but these are really not numbers that you can get. Um, there's also the branding and visibility of the race. So, mm-hmm. you know, lots of other factors. Well. And obviously the fact that uh, Singapore's uh, race is, is a night race, that's, a, that's also a huge uh, plus as well. Oh, wait, there were some talks about Formula E. I mean, do, do you think that the Formula E will have the same traction with uh, Singaporean race uh, goers here? But there was a straight science report talking mm. about Formula E likely to be held in Singapore next year along with the, the main uh, F1 race. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how Singapore fans will take to it. I think there are not all that very pure, or the petrol hits you know, would say, oh, it's just it's an environmentally friendly race. You know, mm-hmm. They might not come out to watch it. So it's still a bit, uh, and the jury is still out on whether Formula E is really a success. You know, if you look at numbers in Hong Kong, there were 15,000 spectators. You look at 15,000 and 268,000. Oh, you know, it's a big difference there. What are your thoughts, are you Lynn? Yeah, I, I think Formula E is not quite there. doesn't have the status. Obviously, yes, it's more environmentally friendly. Mm. might eventually appeal to the younger generation who seem to be quite concerned about climate change sure. right but right now um, I don't think it will have to, definitely will not have the traction even in five years I'm not entirely sure mm. but then the thing is what is the benefit of hosting Formula E together with Formula 1 to me that doesn't quite make sense you have the big show and then you have a little show eventually you're subsuming Formula E into a side show f- with the Formula 1 race weekend which to me doesn't quite make sense la, mm. you know do you think a lot has also got, got to do with as, as what Limpo mentioned about the, the side events, activities, the concerts, all that kind of brought oh, the crowd in? Yes, absolutely. I think the Singapore Grand Prix is perhaps slightly different from the traditional Grand Prix in Europe, mm. which really attract F1 fans. Mm. All right here, I believe the true F1 fans, they do come here, but a lot of them are not actually Singaporean. Mm. I believe they are mostly tourists. I went down to the event on Friday. I was there last night as well. You can see that definitely, uh, I think the Europeans, the foreigners, when I eavesdrop, okay, in, in terms of conversation, you can see that definitely they have a far deeper appreciation of F1. Mm. But having said that, nothing showcases Singapore like the F1. And we really should continue to host it because it's the best example of Singapore Inc. at work. Mm. The entire country pulling together to host this fantastic event. Mm. You know, and, and it's like the F1 show is like Cinderella, you know. The pumpkin turns into a coach, you know. Mm. And Cinderella goes from rags to riches, you know, and then it changes overnight. You look at the way the Marina Bay area transforms. It's empty, you know, and then maybe a few weeks earlier, there will be some stands. And Mm. then when you go on the day itself, it's got landscaping, fantastic. It's magical. It's it's magical. It's really magical, you know. And then, of course, these few days, everything's going to come down again. (laughs) And, And what country can do this put on such a show so efficiently but Singapore. Right. Okay, you're tuned to uh, Spot On here on Money FM 89.3. Also, the game of two halves. You can listen it uh, to Spot On Live on the Money FM 89.3 uh, at about 5.15 on a Monday. Uh, or you can subscribe to a game of uh, two halves on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or even Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to the second half of our conversation with our ST uh, Sports uh, Podcasters. Uh, one 
one four-letter word has been on everyone's uh, lips in the last uh, two weeks. Uh, that is uh, H-A-Z-E, haze. And uh, while it has affected ordinary Singaporeans, it has also perhaps a bigger impact with you on, on the sports sector than others. I mean, Yulin, tell us what has been happening on the sports scene because of the haze. Well, the athletes are more affected than most because once the PSI crosses the 100 mark, the air quality is deemed unhealthy. And the National Environment Agency has advised that you know healthy persons reduce their prolonged or strenuous outdoor physical exertion. So obviously the athletes uh, will fall into this class, right? Particularly those of them who are actually training for the SEA Games, mm. which is actually in nine weeks' time. Which is a rather corner. Some, of course, the athletes involved in indoor sports, badminton, ping pong, less affected, but a lot of them are athletes are affected. Athletics, cycling, football, golf, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, some of the athletes, yeah, you can train in the gym, you can run on the treadmill or on the stationary bike, mm-hmm. but there's no substitute for, you know, training on the field where you need to carry out football drills, mm-hmm. throw your javelin, practice your high jump, or even hit golf balls on the driving range, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a tremendous respect for our athletes, you know, because they've taken all this disruption on the chin. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Uh, what has been the, the impact of, of haze on, on sports events here? Uh, fortunately, there have been no cancellations for major sports events over the last two weekends. You know, for instance, the Singapore Grand Prix went on and as you noted, you know, even enjoyed its second highest attendance ever. Mm-hmm. Now, in terms of endurance events, you know, and for this, we include things like triathlons, runs, etc. The Yellow Ribbon Prison Run and the POSB Passion Kids Run both continued two weekends ago despite mm-hmm. the PSI reading being over 100. Mm-hmm. Now, that's because the organisers used the one-hour PM 2.5 reading. Mm-hmm. So, this is a better reading reflection of the current air quality right. and is meant to help people gauge whether they should undertake immediate activities like a jog. You know? mm. So this is the primary indicator and the reading on that Sunday morning was in the normal. Ah, yeah. okay. Both events happened. Yes, it happened. yes. Mm. So, so what about the, the ST run, I mean, uh, uh, which is happening this coming Sunday? Our race organizers Infinitus and I will do our utmost to make the event take place as planned. You know? mm-hmm. We will be monitoring the weather conditions closely, but you know, I want to reiterate that the safety and health of our participants, our staff and volunteers remain our top priority. Mm. You know, I won't pin a magic number down for you, you know, in terms of the PSI or PM 2.5 readings, but we will adopt appropriate measures in accordance with the guidelines by the NEA. You see, I have to explain that, you know, while mm. readings from the NEA are a precise science, the decision to go ahead or call off a race because of the haze is actually more art than science. Okay. okay? So let me explain. So okay. we have three distances. We have the 18.45 km, the 10 km and the 3.5 km. Okay. Now these flag off at different times. You know, the, the 18.45 km flags off at 5.30 mm-hmm. and the 3.5 at 7.45. So the, the gap between them is just over two hours. But okay. in two hours, uh, the haze readings can change quite dramatically. I was just about to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it can move from moderate to unhealthy or vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. So we have several scenarios that can take place and we are preparing for all of them, okay. right? So we will be conducting checks on the haze levels at 9pm on Saturday night already. That mm-hmm. starts from then. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday morning at 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock on 7 o'clock. It's like hourly? Yes, oh. li- literally hourly. And okay. then, you know, participants should follow the Straits Times Run Facebook page and the Straits Times Run um, website for last minute updates sure. and announcements. Mm-hmm. And we will post updates on the ST Runs Facebook page uh, at 9pm on Saturday and at 2, 4 and 5 on Sunday. 
That's overnight as well. Yes, we will have to. I think, you know, it's very difficult to read. I mean, this is outside our control to a certain extent, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. And we will do our utmost to make the run happen. But, you know, safety is a key consideration. And on this point, I must emphasize one very important thing. And that is that safety in mass sporting events like the ST Run is like a coin. Okay. You know, there are two sides to the matter. So on one side, the organizers like us, we have to be responsible. Absolutely. Um, Our job is to ensure that a race is carried out smoothly and safely, you know, to make sure that essentials such as drinks, medical personnel are well catered for. Mm -hmm. Runners get their entitlements without having to queue for too long, etc. But on the flip side, participants need to be responsible for their own health. Now, if you are under the weather, you've got the flu, you've got a cold, or if you're in the category that the NEA classifies as vulnerable. Right. right? So that would be the elderly, pregnant, if or you're very young. Or you just recovered. Or from just a, recovered from yeah. something, or your heart patient, or you have lung conditions like asthma or something. Then you should really assess whether you are actually fit enough to take part in any event. So, so somebody like that should go see a doctor first? Yes, you should see ah. a doctor first. Your ah. doctor should certainly certify whether you're fit or not. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, if you are not well during the race, if you fall ill, you feel unwell, you know, your heart is racing or, you know, you just don't feel well either during or immediately after mm-hmm. the race, mm-hmm. then you need to stop. You know, we have medical personnel on standby and you should seek medical help. Oh, wonderful to hear that. So, so I think these are some of the, the tips that we can share so that at least if you're taking part in the, the upcoming ST run, which is happening this coming Sunday, Sunday. Uh, just take note of these things so that we just want you to be to be in good condition so as Yuli mentioned go and see a doctor and get advice uh, medical advice whether you should take part in this particular race you know so that uh, of course the added precaution is that there is that haze happening and we never know what how bad the haze situation may be on this weekend well that goes the final whistle for our sports discussion of the week uh, we hope you enjoyed listening to us uh, glad to have both of you in the studio our, our uh, ST Sports Desk Assistant Sports Editor Lo Lin Fong and our sports editor uh, Lee Yu Lin who is a podcast is called Game of uh, Two Halves alright so you'll be hearing uh, the, the team from the ST uh, podcast team with us in the studio here on Money FM 89.3 for Sport On uh, regularly on a Monday and you can catch it on the podcast as well That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast at sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.